Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. I'm happy to be back. It's been a couple of weeks. We have been out of town. We went on an amazing adventure to South Africa and now we're back in the swing of things back home just doing the summer thing and it's good to be back but we had an amazing time. So this is my first time back podcasting after South Africa and my first time doing it in the summer. It's been a little tricky trying to find time to make it all work so I've banished my whole family upstairs they're staying up there and they're being quiet and then a thunderstorm just rolled in so now we've got rain in the background and thunder but we're just going with it anyway so today we are going to be talking all about the latest Disney news and information because so many things have happened in the last few weeks um, so we're going to talk about that and then we will, I'm also going to talk about our trip to South Africa for those of you who are interested. So let's start off with the Disney news. Um, governor Newsom, the governor of California announced, I don't know, a, a month or so ago, probably longer than that, that on June 15th, then the state of California would no longer have all of the COVID restrictions that they had been having. So... Um, Nobody was really sure what this exactly meant for Disneyland, though, but on June 14th, then Disneyland announced that it would no longer be requiring masks for vaccinated guests, and it would no longer be doing temperature checks, no longer be doing social distancing, and this coincided with the June 15th date that um, out-of-state residents were allowed to come back to Disneyland. So it all happened on the same day. Out-of-state guests were all of a sudden allowed back in, and the COVID restrictions were basically gone. I I mean, a lot of people felt that way. Um, According to Disney, this was their plan. Fully vaccinated guests will no longer be required to wear a face covering both indoors and outdoors. However, visitors aged two and older who have not been fully vaccinated must wear masks indoors except when dining. Um, The one exception to this is when um, Disneyland's The Toy Story parking lot opened, then guests two and older, regardless of vaccination status, will be required to wear a face mask while they are on the bus um, traveling from the parking lot to the parks. So that was the plan, and there were a lot of people who were so excited about it, especially people who were going right then and were not excited to be wearing a mask in the heat, but then there were other people who were really upset by the news, and I could see both sides of it. I could see the people who were not excited about wearing a mask and were so excited that it was the restrictions were lifted, basically. Um, they are not... I mean, it's kind of on the honor system, so Disney is not checking vaccination cards. If you are not wearing a mask, they are just assuming that you are fully vaccinated. Um, But they're not being strict with it at all, and even kids are not wearing masks. So all the kids at the park, most of them do not have masks on, even though um, they are too young to be vaccinated. So it's kind of 
Like all the restrictions just disappeared overnight. And this made a lot of people very happy, but it made some people really upset. And I can see their side of it too. I talked to quite a few people who sent me messages and they had trips coming up either like days away or, you know, a couple weeks away. And they had been planning on all of these restrictions that were in place and that made them feel safe and they were really happy with the restrictions and all of a sudden when they were gone then it was upsetting to them they didn't know if they should still go forward with their trip because they'd been really careful with their families and careful about covid up to that point um and so it kind of threw a lot of people for a loop and i am aware of quite a few people actually who totally just canceled their Disney vacations and that was pretty upsetting for them. Um, One family I know of was just, I mean, they were supposed to go on June 16th and the restrictions all got lifted on June 15th and so they just canceled and changed plans and went somewhere else. So that was really disappointing for them and I could see that side of it, how disappointed you would be if you had made your trip and your plans with these restrictions in mind and that's what you were counting on and that's what made you feel safe about being there as a guest. So people were upset mostly that Disneyland didn't give more notice. I mean they gave two weeks notice if not more that the fireworks were coming back but something so huge um, people felt like there maybe should have been a little more notice so that guests could have had more time to change plans if they wanted to so that had a lot of people upset and that was too bad it was a little surprising I think most people were surprised that all of a sudden restrictions were just gone it was like overnight and so people who had been in the parks both the days said it was just strange like night and day all of a sudden things are just gone and there's no more restrictions so it's been bizarre and exciting i guess it just depends on which side of the coin you're on there's also been tons of new announcements about which rides are opening back up Um, as you know disneyland had been opened at a limited capacity and now they are free to open up to full capacity if they want under the new new guidelines, I guess, new no more guidelines. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. So they are free to open up completely. Uh, they have not yet. We don't, they don't ever release their capacity numbers, but we know that they are not back up to full capacity. Right now, crowd level, levels seem pretty low and very manageable. Wait times aren't too crazy. Um, I have read that Disney is having a hard time getting people hired so they have all these employee I mean all these spots if they're going to open back up to a higher capacity they need more employees there and that means they need to get more employees hired and trained before they can do that and so they're working on getting people hired but I think it's been a little bit challenging so they are working towards that so we know that capacity will keep going up as they hire more employees and have more training in place. But until then, capacity is pretty low, which I am keeping my fingers crossed it will stay that way for a while. I will be heading there next week. No, the week after. I think I'll be there the 7th and 8th of July. And I'm really hoping that the crowds are still low. Fingers crossed. So I wanted to run through um, some of the things that are opening back up and when. So let's see... We've got tons of dining reservations, or not reservations, dining locations that have opened back up. But starting on June 26th, which is this coming Saturday, 
then Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters reopens, Mickey's PhilharMagic reopens, June 27th, Storybook Land Canal Boats reopen, July 1st, the park hours will increase. So Disneyland will start being open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. and California Adventure will be open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Obviously, this is subject to change, so if you have a trip coming up, then check the app or the website to make sure that's still correct. Um, July 2nd, the Disneyland Hotel reopens. People are really excited about that. And the Matterhorn. Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar will also reopen. Um, July 4th, they are bringing back fireworks on the 4th of July. How appropriate is that? So Mickey's Mix Magic Show with fireworks returns on July 4th. That's going to be so exciting. Um, July 5th, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh closes for refurbishment. So we don't have a reopening date, but that will close July 5th. July 6th, Mickey's PhilharMagic closes again, and it will be reopening July 17th. So it'll just be open for a few days, and then it'll close again. On July 9th, then Lamplight Lounge brunch returns which is available only on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with reservations. On July 10th, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail reopens. And on July 16th, the Jungle Cruise reopens. So we've got lots of fun things coming up. It's going to be exciting. Things are just opening back up like crazy. Disneyland's working hard to get everything back up and running. Um, Avengers Campus is open, and it's been really fun to watch people there enjoying that so lots of fun things happening over at disneyland i'm excited to get back there and check it out for myself i haven't been since february of 2021 so right before it closed i was there nobody knew it was going to be closing obviously and now i'll be back so super excited to head back uh, just counting the days. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'll jump into my trip to South Africa. I'm just going to be sharing some of the highlights with you. And I'm excited to share it with you. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to Mix in Some Magic. If you're planning a Disney trip soon, please, please don't pay full price for your tickets. My friends at Getaway Today have the very best ticket deals. They're always discounted off the gate prices, and they also have amazing deals on hotels too. So if you're going to be heading to Disneyland, Disney World, or even Universal, or Knott's Berry Farm, or SeaWorld, check out their ticket prices. You're going to want to save a little bit of money. You can put that money towards more fun at the parks. They also have great deals on hotels. I've used them for the last 15 years and they are my favorite. Their customer service is top notch. Anytime I have a question, I just give them a quick call or send a quick email and they're always so responsive and so friendly and sweet. I love them so much, and I know that you're going to love them too. If you book a package with the hotel and ticket combination, you can use my code MSM10 for an additional $10 off. I will put a link in the show notes because you are going to want to check them out. 
give them a call if you have any questions. They can give you quotes on hotels and tickets, combinations for Disneyland and Disney World. I know you're going to love them. They are absolutely the best. Welcome back. All right, as I was saying, we just got back from an amazing once-in-a-lifetime trip to South Africa. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine we would be going to South Africa, let alone taking our family with our four kids, but it happened. The stars aligned. We were able to do it, and it's been... It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So a few months ago, maybe even longer, back in November, my parents moved to South Africa to um, do some service work. They're going to be there for the next few years. They're coming back, I think two more years. And so we decided that it would be amazing if we could go and visit them while they were there. Um, So we have been checking flight prices and thank goodness for COVID. I never thought I'd say that, but flights were super inexpensive. I mean, compared to non-COVID times. And with COVID slowing down and vaccinations available, we felt safe traveling with our family. So we booked some tickets and we hopped a quick flight over to South Africa and we were able to visit them. When I say quick flight, that is an exaggeration. It was not a quick flight. When you buy the cheapest tickets, you also get the crappiest flight times. Did you know that? It's usually true. So our flights, we had them all booked. We were supposed to be stopping in London and we had a layover in London, and then we were going to South Africa. So we were going from LA to London to South Africa. Two weeks before our trip, we got an email from the airline saying that they had canceled the flights from London to South Africa. They're like, we can get you from LA to London. Um, but after that, just too bad for you. So we called them, come to find out. They said it was because of COVID, but finally the lady admitted that they just didn't have enough people on the flight to make it worth their time. So it was canceled. So we had to rebook all of our flights, ended up going with a different airline completely. And that was a little stressful, but we got it all figured out. And we ended up going from LA to Germany to Johannesburg. So we stayed in Frankfurt. And when we got to Frankfurt, we had an 11 hour layover, which it was pretty long. I'm not going to lie. And there was not a lot open in the Frankfurt airport. It was basically closed. They had a little like convenience store, kind of like, you know, you know, the little convenience stores in airports. They had one of those that was open and they had a little coffee shop that was open for a little while, but closed by the time we wanted to get something. And they had a little bakery type thing that they had some pretzels and some pastries and things like that. So there was not a lot going on. Luckily, we were exhausted because we had flown all night. We left LA at I think around 830 at night. We flew all night, and when we got to Germany, I don't even know what time it was. Early in the morning, Germany time? Who knows? I have no idea. It's all a big jumble. But we were all exhausted, and so we basically just laid around the airport. We just slept on the chairs, and we had brought lots of snacks with us. Thank goodness, because there was not a lot of food options. So we ate all our snacks, and we laid around. We had planned on being able to shower the uh, airport said that they had showers available that we were excited about. They were not available. They were gone because of COVID. So annoying. 
the the airport i don't know it was just frustrating because i had done all this research on the airport and their website was not up to date like come on frankfurt get your airport website up to date so that was frustrating but we got through it the 11 hours actually ended up going quicker than we thought so i think it was a 10 hour flight from LA to Germany, 11 hour layover. And then we had like an 11 hour flight from Germany to Johannesburg where my parents live. So we got back on the next flight and we were exhausted and we were able to sleep a little bit more on the second flight. So that's the longest flight any of us have ever been on. My kids were champs. Everyone just kind of did their their own thing. We had our backpacks full of things for them to do and we had blankets and little neck pillows and it really wasn't bad. I thought it would have been a lot worse but I think just because my kids are older, my youngest is 10, we were able to just, I mean they were fine. We were all fine. No big deal. Uh, (laughs) They weren't super impressed with the food choices. Not choices. They didn't give us any choices. They just gave us food. It was a German airline that we flew on and so the food was a little bit different but it was kind of fun to try new things. We arrived in Johannesburg early, early in the morning. I guess it wasn't really early. It just felt early to us. It was like 8.30 in the morning and my parents were there to pick us up. We were so happy to be off the plane, but we were exhausted. So we really just kind of laid around their house that whole first day. We went back to their house and had breakfast and took showers and our big um, thing for the day was we went to the grocery store. (laughs) That was it and we were exhausted so it was fun to go to the grocery store and check out all the things that were different and all the things that were the same in africa or at least in south africa where we were they have a lot of the same products they have doritos and pringles and a lot of the same sodas but they just taste different they're manufactured in different parts of the world than the american ones are using different ingredients and some of the formulas are different and so everything just tastes a little bit different so it was fun to try all those things like the diet coke was coke light and it tastes just like coke zero but they also have a coke zero which I don't know what that tastes like I never tried it but the Pringles taste different the Doritos they have all um, different flavors so the one in a blue bag that's the cool ranch in america was a sweet chili flavor and it was totally different than cool ranch but it was actually pretty yummy so we had fun going around the grocery store and just seeing all the different things uh, they had ostrich meat in the meat department which was interesting and in their fruits and vegetables their produce section then you don't um, pick out your own produce like you go to the lady or the guy there that's working and you tell them what you want and they weigh it for you and put it in a bag for you and then they hand it to you. So that was kind of interesting. So we got to go explore the grocery store and that was enough of an adventure for us for that day and we were off to bed so exhausted and we had to be up early because we were going to the lion and safari park first thing in the morning so the next morning we woke up and we were feeling great because we had slept in a bed all night long it was amazing and we headed to the lion and safari park which was really fun um they put you in this big safari car that it was kind of like it had a cage around it I don't know what they call it it wasn't one of those open air ones that we tried later so it was actually a preserve so the animals on there are not I mean they're wild animals but they do provide them with food and stuff so it's not like they're out prowling around so you go into the different cages 
and we had such a great experience. They took us through the lions. We got to see them. They were mostly just laying around, but it was fun to see them up so close. And they told us lots of different things. The guide was really informative and told us all about the different lions and where they had come from and things like that. And we got to see some wildebeest and zebra and we just drove all over the safari park and they brought us, they had snacks for us. So they had these like caramel peanuts. They were amazing. They're kind of like honey roasted peanuts, but they had caramel on them. And they also had these little, they were like, it's almost like a dehydrated mango but it was apricot and mango and peach with sugar over the top they were so amazing we loved those and they had sodas for us to try they had one called um it's called stony and it's a ginger soda so we just assumed it was going to taste like ginger ale no no it tastes nothing like ginger ale it's like ginger like it tasted like a ginger snap got made into a soda and you add extra ginger flavor. So if you if you like to eat plain ginger all by itself, you would love this. It was very, very strong. It was good, but after the first couple sips, then I was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it. It was very strong on the ginger flavor, but they love it there in Africa. While we were there, we saw um, they had wildebeest and springbok and leopards and wild dogs and my girl's favorite was the hyenas not the spotted hyenas which the guide told us were evil but the striped hyenas which the guide said were very sweet and my girls just fell in love with these striped hyenas they were pretty cute looking they looked like you could just go over and snuggle right up to them and they would love you to pieces I don't know if that's true, but that's what they looked like. (laughs) So while we were out on the safari, then this giraffe, we were heading to this picnic area where we could get out and hang out by this river and there was a little picnic table. But when we were almost there, we pulled up to it. Then this giraffe came walking by and she just stuck her head right into our safari vehicle And the guide was like, oh, here she is. She loves to visit with the guests. And we got to feed her peanuts. And the guide opened up some bags of potato chips. And we fed her those. And we just got to pet this giraffe, which was incredible. Like, it it was just incredible. So I have some pictures on my blog and some videos if you check out the highlight section. Um, Not my blog. Sorry, there's nothing on my blog forget that it's on my Instagram under the stories the highlight section the stories um so there's some video of us with the giraffe but she was so fun it was just fun I never thought I'd touch a giraffe and then since the giraffe was was with us and knew that we were giving her peanuts then she didn't leave us alone for the rest of the time so we got to go out and we walked around the picnic tables and this giraffe just followed us just followed right along and we got to feed her some more And it was just really fun. So we have all these pictures of us with a giraffe and she just wandered around checking stuff out. And that was pretty amazing. So my kids were overjoyed. They couldn't believe how lucky they were. I couldn't believe it either. And we were like, if this is Africa, (laughs) this is amazing. So we had such a great time at the Lion and Safari Park. Very cool. Let's see. The next day we drove to Kruger National Park, which was about five hours away to go on some actual safaris out in the wild. So we took the drive. It was really fun and interesting to see the 
sights, I guess, of the, out the windows of South Africa. So uh, we drove past lots of townships, which are these very poor towns. Some of them have electricity, some of them don't, some of them have tin roofs and dirt floors and it was very interesting and it was great for my kids to see how other people live you know it's not not everybody lives like we do in America so it was really interesting and great for them to see things in a different perspective um they we put past signs all the time that showed like a hippo crossing which we found hilarious Uh, we stopped at this rest stop and it kind of backs up to this preserve and It's a preserve where they feed the animals and they have a little watering hole. And from the bathrooms, you can see the the animals. So you can just be there washing your hands in the bathroom and you can see the zebra right out the window. So that was pretty fun. Just a totally different world. You don't see that out the window in our gas stations. Uh, So we arrived at Kruger. We stayed at the Elephant Walk and it's this um, small little property that backs right up against Kruger National Park. And literally on the other side of our balcony was Kruger National Park. So there was an electric fence and we could have like dropped a rock right into Kruger National Park. So it was really cool. The house we stayed in, um, it was just amazing. Like I'm still blown away that we got to stay there. So they had an outdoor kitchen, outdoor eating area. It was all covered by a little balcony and and all of that but then there was an outdoor sleeping area with a mosquito netting if you wanted to sleep outside but then there were three bedrooms that had glass sliding doors that enclosed them that each had a bathroom too so that you could close the doors if you didn't want it to be all outside or if you wanted you could open them all up and really feel like you were out there in nature so that was pretty amazing um as soon as we showed up then there was this cat that lives on the property and he just climbed right, went like walked right into our little house that we were staying on and made himself at home. And my girls were in love because this they love animals of any kind. And this cat just climbed up on their laps and loved them to pieces. And my girls were over the moon about it. And so that night we had our first safari. It was an evening safari. I think it was started about 5 p.m., So it was right at sunset when all of the animals start to be a little bit more active. So we started out on our first actual safari and we were super excited. Right off the bat, we saw some wildebeest and we saw some hyena dragging along this huge piece of something. It was, I think the guide thought it was an impala. And we had our binoculars and we were just checking stuff out and it was really fun. We saw some elephants and zebra and safari car. It wasn't an enclosed one. It was open, but they have spotlights on the side, but they also passed out some spotlights. So my girls each had a spotlight, so they were able to shine it. And they're just shining it all over the darkness as it got darker, looking for eye shine so you could spot some of these animals. So we saw tons of impalas. We saw... Um, a chameleon, the guide found a chameleon on the side of the road that he stopped and pointed out to us. One of the coolest things we saw was a leopard that was up in a tree with its dinner. So it was all the way up in this tree and it had drugged this impala up the tree too. Uh, I guess leopards can carry like two times their own weight, like in their mouths, I guess, because he got it up this tree. And then there were some hyena prowling around the bottom of the tree, hoping that he would drop something. That was pretty amazing. We had such a great safari. We saw a hippo that night too, which I was surprised. I always kind of thought of hippos as just being 
uh, in the water all the time, I guess. I don't know. I don't know a lot about hippos. But this hippo was just out wandering around the savanna, and I guess it was dark. So I guess at nighttime, the guide said that they come out and wander around, look for food, and then they just stay close to the water. They don't want to be far from the water when it's hot, but in the, at night, then they wander around, which I guess is why they need the hippo crossing signs, right? <laughs> so we we came home, got some sleep, and then the ne- very next morning, we did an early morning safari, which was early. I think we had to be there, I don't know, at like 4.30 in the morning. So we all just rolled out of bed, got bundled up because it was chilly, and we took some blankets and we headed out to our second safari. It was very cold. There were some moments where we were freezing to death. It's winter in Africa right now, so it's summer for us, but it's winter there. And it doesn't ever get super cold um, in South Africa, but it was chilly. And um, I mean, everywhere we went, people kept saying, it's so cold. I can't believe you came when it was so cold. It never gets this cold. But for some reason, we just got lucky and it was extra freezing. So on that first safari or that second safari, we saw some hyena and we saw some rhinos, which was really cool. Uh, They were just running along. The guide said that they were young rhinos and that they shouldn't be. I mean, they looked big to me, but he said they were very young and probably too young to be without their mom. But uh, he assumed that since she wasn't there, she had a poacher had gotten her, which was really sad. We learned a lot about um, the poachers and the problem that they have. I guess there's a lot of people that come over from Mozambique to poach the rhinoceros. And they also have a lot of problems, though, with the guides at Kruger will kind of do poaching on the side since the guides know where the animals are and where to find them and so that's kind of a problem too so it was interesting to learn all of that and what they're doing to try to protect the animals and things like that um so we saw the rhinoceros but we went like a whole hour without seeing anything and we were freezing and we were tired i was dozing off And then all of a sudden we got word that there was a lion. One of the guides radioed and said, we found a lion. And so we got to see this lion. He was out in the bushes. There were two of them actually. Uh, But with the binoculars, we could see him so good. You could see him pretty good without him, but he, they were pretty awesome. So that was fun. We got to see a lion and I asked the guide, do you get to see lions often? How often does, you know, do you see them every day? And he said, no, we don't see them every day. He said probably every few days. So we felt like we got pretty lucky to see the lion. There were tons of zebras and a hippo. We got to see a cute little baby elephant. He came right up to the safari car and he was waving his ears around at us. And the guide said that he was trying to show us how big and strong he was. He was trying to intimidate us. (laughs) He was very cute. So we had done the two safaris. And we had seen four of the big five. So when you go on safari, people like to try to see the big five. If you see all of them, then you feel like, I don't know, good about your safari, good about your time in South Africa. I don't know. The big five are a rhinoceros, a lion, an elephant, a leopard, and a Cape buffalo. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, you would think I would know this by now. So those are the five. So we had seen all of them in the wild except for the cape buffalo so we were kind of bummed that we hadn't seen the cape buffalo but as soon as we went back to our place at the elephant walk retreat that's what it's called the elephant walk retreat 
we walked out into our we walked into our room walked right out onto the balcony and they're right on our balcony like right underneath were some cape buffalo so we got to see them check that off our list that was awesome and we decided that we were just gonna we could have gone back into kruger park and driven around ourselves they have you know you can just drive around by yourself and check stuff out but we decided that we really wanted to just hang around at the elephant walk retreat because it was so awesome I'll put a link to them in my show notes. So we just stayed there all day. We were tired. We napped on the bed outside and we just hung out and watched the animals that were right out our balcony. So we saw some hippos and some crocodiles, lots of impala, some, I always want to call them water buffalo, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, We saw lots of those and it was so fun to see all of these animals and just hang out. We ran to the grocery store and we got some food. And as soon as we got back, then the monkey showed up. But when we checked in, then the owner of the property had said, make sure you lock up your food and don't feed the monkeys. They'll rob you blind. And the kitchen was outdoors and one of the cupboards had a lock on it. And so we just assumed that's where we were supposed to keep our food. So we had our food in there. But as soon as we brought out grocery bags, all of a sudden there was this monkey on our balcony. And it looked friendly, sort of. But you could tell it wanted our food. And it was jumping up on the cupboards, trying to open them. It could open all of them, but not the locked one. But it started to get a little aggressive. I felt like it was kind of hissing at us and showing its teeth and kind of like darting forward like it was coming after us and then would move back. And I got a little scared. So (laughs) I ran away. I'm going to be honest. And my husband ended up having to chase it off with a broom. But after we had our food all locked up, it didn't come back and bother us. Thank goodness. So (laughs) we ended up making grilled cheese that night just out on the outdoor kitchen they have you know a stove and a fridge and all that and it was really fun so we had a great day just hanging out there and enjoying the elephant walk retreat so the next morning we were sad that we had to leave and say goodbye we also had a bat that morning fly right into the balcony and hit one of the posts so we had a dead bat laying there on the floor that we had to sweep off the balcony and (laughs) oh it was nature i tell you Uh, My daughter wanted to sleep outside and we thought it was a good idea at first, but it was just too cold. And after seeing the bat, I was glad that I had stayed inside where there were no bats. Um, So on the way home, we decided to stop by this little hike called God's Window. Uh, They promised me it was a short hike because I am not the best of hikers and it was indeed a short hike and it was amazing. So worth it. So the hike was short. The views were incredible, and it was like we were in a rainforest. There were all these trees that were just covered with moss, and the views from the top were amazing. So we were really happy that we took the time to hike up there. And, um, man, I think I put some pictures on my Instagram of God's window because it was very impressive, totally worth going a tiny bit out of our way to check out. Uh, The next morning, we went to Sidwala Cave, And we got to explore that, go on a little tour. It was very interesting. So cool to see this cave. It was huge. They have this area in there where they do concerts. So it's like a, almost like a a natural amphitheater. And they've put benches and stuff in there. And it was pretty amazing. I can only imagine like having an actual concert inside of a cave. It would have been so cool. 
but we got to see all kinds of cool things in the cave and we all liked that especially the kids and then we went next door and visited this little dinosaur park where I don't know what it's I don't know there's some guy from the 70s made all of these statues back in the 70s replicas of dinosaurs so it was fun to see nothing amazing we could have skipped it and it would have been fine but it was pretty cool um and the next day we went to an african market uh where they i mean it was if you've ever been to mexico or really anywhere where tourists go a lot and they sell things it was just like that it was fun to see all of the different things but the salespeople were a little aggressive i don't know they weren't aggressive but they want you to buy their stuff that's for dang sure um you know and they're trying to what do you want if you touch something they assume you love it and they're trying to tell you that they have the best deals and that they made it all themselves when you know very well they did not make it themselves but we had fun um we got quite a few we bought too much stuff that's for sure it's one of those things where when you're in the moment you think it's a great idea and then you get it home and you're like why did I buy this I've got a lot of stuff from Africa (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do with, but, um, my girls, especially my youngest started getting pretty overwhelmed, just all the people in her face and asking her what she wanted and, you know, trying to sell her things. And it was just, it was overwhelming for her, but she did get a couple good things and then she was done. She was ready to get out of there and I didn't blame her. I was ready to leave too. So we had fun, got some shopping done and the next morning we went to visit an elephant preserve and it was pretty incredible so these elephants they had four of them and they'd come from different places they'd gotten them when they were babies and um, some of them their families had been poached and they had just been found out wandering Um, and another one I don't know I guess at some point I I don't even want to tell this story because I don't fully understand it but at some point the South African government decided that there were too many elephants and the best thing to do would be to uh, get rid of some of the older adults and they thought that that would solve the problem but what it actually did was left all these younger elephants without anybody to care for them and they were starving and dying and so then they had to go back in and take the elephants the baby elephants that were left without families and put them in these preserves so it didn't really the the effect that they wanted was it just didn't work out but so then they have these extra elephants that they needed to take care of and they're not able to be back in the wild and so they use them to help people I mean bring awareness to the situation and things like that but so we got to go and visit these elephants and it was really cool and the whole time we kept thinking oh my gosh if we were in America there was no way we would be able to do all these things with these elephants so there was Um, one that they let us feed it was behind a fence but we could put um, they weren't peanuts they was like this I don't know it looked like bits of hay but it was a special pellet mixture for the elephants we got to go and drop it into their trunks and it was pretty cool so then they would put it in their mouths and eat it so that was really fun we got to feed the elephant like that and then they took us into the forest and they taught us a lot about elephants we had all these stops and they would stop and talk about uh, elephants and different preservation things that they're doing but also more just about elephants and then they took us to this spot where they brought out two more elephants and we got to interact with them which was really amazing so they let us come up one at a time there were two elephants 
and you could touch their tusks and their trunks and their they had us touch their their feet and their legs and their tails and their ears and just like kind of feel all the parts of the elephant it was really cool and they took pictures and videos the whole time uh, we got to feed them they opened up their mouths and got to put I think I fed mine an apple or two and it was really fun so they said that um elephants the only reason they let people get close to them is because of the food as soon as you don't have food anymore you don't they don't like the trainers don't have a relationship with the elephant if there's no food that's the only thing they really care about it's not like they're bonded to their their trainers um so I thought that was interesting uh, my youngest was a little nervous to go up with the elephant by herself because they are huge and their tusks are like right at her eye level and so my my mom went up with her and they got to hang out with the elephant it was pretty cool um their tails it was so strange they felt uh like the little hair you assume that it's hair at the end of their tail but it was very plasticky feeling it was very strange very interesting so we all loved hanging out with the elephants learning more about them um and then we went right next door they had a monkey refuge where they had all kinds of monkeys who had been surrendered to this preserve. Um, apparently, a lot of people get monkeys as pets, and then as they get older, they realize that they cannot handle a monkey, and so they can't survive in the wild, and they ended up, you know, turning them over to preserves like this where they take care of them. They also had a bunch of lemurs, which are not native to South Africa, but apparently they're endangered in Madagascar and so Madagascar has been sending them to preserves to help protect them I don't know that's what we were told so we got to go into this uh, monkey refuge and it was huge such a huge area and it happened to be feeding time we didn't realize we were going to be able to feed the monkeys but we lucked out so they handed everybody these big big black buckets filled with all kinds of different food there was bread and there was like melons and bananas and pumpkins and seeds and they said just let the monkeys choose what they want because different monkeys want different things and as soon as they pulled them out there were monkeys everywhere and they would come over and some of them were more friendly and would want to climb on you and eat out of the bucket others just grabbed some food and ran off as fast as they could there were a couple monkeys that were so funny they would like grab all the bread there were ones monkeys certain monkeys that wanted all the bread so they would grab all the bread out of the buckets and like fill their arms with it and just take off running like they were so scared another monkey was going to come and try to steal their bread but we had so much fun doing that it was just amazing to see all these monkeys up close some of them had little babies on their backs and it was really fun such a cool experience to feed these monkeys um, there were a couple that were rescues that were pickpockets. So somebody had trained them to steal from tourists and maybe not even tourists, just steal things out of people's pockets. And so when the food was out, they didn't care about that. They just wanted the food. But afterwards, then they would, <laughs> were trying to get into people's pockets so they could see what you had. <laughs> So that was kind of fun. My kids thought that was funny. They did end up stealing. I thought all my stuff was like packed up tightly, but there was a open pocket in my backpack and one of the monkeys stole a thing of wet wipes out of it and he grabbed it and was gone fast. So I was a little worried about that, but the guide said that they wouldn't eat them if it's not food. He was just going to tear it up 
and then the guide was going to have to clean it up. He said it was fine. I felt bad though. I'm sorry. We had a really great time there though. So we had seen the elephants and the monkeys and got to pet a giraffe. So it was pretty incredible. Um, we had a couple of down days where we kind of explored around Johannesburg and went to different restaurants and um, we went to a place called Constitution Hill and visited an old prison there and it was horrific. I mean, obviously prison is never a good place, but uh, the the situation that these prisoners had to live in was pretty deplorable. So we got to tour the prison. Um, that prison was Nelson Mandela and Gandhi had both been held there for a period of time. It wasn't the prison that Nelson Mandela was in for, I think, 27 years but he was there for a short amount of time. So it was really interesting to see all of that. We, we had a good time. So that was good. Um, then we got to go to um, a predator park. It was called the Aquaba Predator Park. And that was an interesting and unique experience too. Um, they took us around and we got to see all of the different um, big predators. They had lions and they had white lions and they had leopards and they had... Um, a strawberry leopard, which is really interesting. It's the only one in captivity. So it was kind of like a big zoo, but they do have um, a couple of animals that you can interact with. So we got to go and interact with the cheetah. That was amazing. Apparently, they told us that you can domesticate any big cat that purrs. If a big cat doesn't purr, you might be able to train it a little bit, but you can never fully domesticate it. I don't know if that's true. That's what they told us. But um, cheetahs are ones that can be domesticated. So they had two cheetahs that they had domesticated and raised by hand. And so we got to go in with these cheetahs. And when we got there, then they um, said that our girls couldn't go in with the cheetahs, that they were too small. Um, They don't have an age. They just base it on size. And they said that the cheetahs could see them as weak and... It just wasn't an option, so they weren't able to go in. And so there were, my girls were pretty disappointed about that. So um, they took us into the cheetah enclosure, and they have one cheetah that's older, and he's really used to people. And so that's the one that we got to pet. And then they have another cheetah, and she's younger and not as used to people. She's still getting used to him and um, letting visitors touch her and things like that. And so she was just wandering around, and we weren't allowed to touch her but she went and laid right by the fence where we had come in right where my girls were she just went and laid right by them and started purring and just laid there the whole time um while we were petting the other cheetah and so we got to pet him and it was awesome his name was quattro and he was loud like his purring was so loud it sounded like an engine it was pretty it was pretty, it was an incredible experience. He kept kind of dozing off and he'd purr louder and he was really cool. So it was fun to see him when we were, guide I guess was walking us out and when we got out of the enclosure then um, my daughter was crying because she just felt so bad that she wasn't able to go in and then the guide decided that um, the cheetahs were in a good mood that day and that she could go in so they let my girls go in. Um, uh, the younger cheetah had already been by them and purring and didn't seem bothered by them at all. And and my girls are older. They're not running and jumping and being crazy. And so 
Uh, they did let us go in. We had to walk right up close with my girls to show that we looked like one person, they said. so. But they let my girls come in and pet the cheetah, and that just made their day. They were so happy. Um, we were hoping to be able to go in with the lions. They do let people go in with the lions, but it had been raining and they, the lion enclosure was muddy. And so they said that it just wasn't safe because if someone slipped or stumbled, then that could trigger the lion and that, that would be bad, obviously. Um, so that was a little disappointing for some people. I was okay with it. The cheetah was good enough for me. I thought that was a little bit intimidating and I wasn't sure... Um, I don't know the lion they are huge they are huge so I was I was okay with missing out on that but um, my boys were a little disappointed uh, they did have a lion cub that we got to see two of them that were pretty sweet so that was fun to interact with them their claws are sharp they were just playful and bouncy and just wanted to bite everything and everybody so we joke and said that we got mauled by lions in South Africa they were pretty cute little cubs, though. They didn't really want to be held. We tried. I got one pretty good. I held, I held her for a while, but um, that so that was really fun. We enjoyed that. Um, but we got to spend a lot of time just hanging around with my parents. We played games and we did puzzles and we watched movies and we made cookies and we went out to lots of restaurants. Uh, my my kids thought it was fun. Every time you go to a restaurant and you ask for water, they ask you if you want still or sparkling. They have a lot of European influence over there. Um, their money was really cool. It was all brightly colored, almost looked like Monopoly money. And they've got South African animals like a leopard or a, a lion, a rhino. So that was pretty cool. We did end up going to, uh, it was called the Walter Sisulu National Botanical Gardens um, the last day of our trip and just got to wander around there and see a waterfall. And that was fun. Um lots of flowers that were different from what we're used to. They did have signs everywhere that we found hilarious that said, um, please no hooting. And that meant no honking. <laughs> so my kids would always hoot, who, 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 when they would see those signs. They're so defiant. Um, but we had a really great time. It was great to see my parents and just such a great experience to be in a different country and experience life in a different way. They saw um, a lot of poverty, which was, um, I think it was good for them. Good to see how people live. Um, everywhere you went, there were people that were um, hired in parking lots to watch your car so that nobody stole them. I guess that's a big problem there. And um, it's kind of like certain parts in Mexico where when you're parked, then there's going to be people on the sides of your vehicles trying to sell you things. My kids had never experienced that before. So that was interesting. Um, I get asked all the time if we felt safe while we were there and we did. I felt very, very safe the whole time we were there. Um, granted, we were with my parents who knew the area and we didn't go to places that weren't safe. We just didn't. So we were always in safe areas. It kind of reminded me of LA a little bit because we were in a big city a lot of the time. I mean, sometimes we weren't, but my parents do live in Johannesburg, which is a big city. And so, I mean, there's places in LA that are pretty safe to go during the day and you feel safe while you're there, but then there's places that you wouldn't go at all probably. And there's places that you would definitely not go at night so it was kind of a situation like that where we were just careful where we went and 
I felt safe the whole time. There was one incident where we were outside um, of a restaurant. There's an outdoor area that we were eating at. There was this man that was just kind of hanging around and he didn't really look like he belonged. He wasn't eating. He wasn't waiting for food, but he was just lingering and I had my eye on him and he just kept kind of getting closer and closer and I was trying to figure out what he was what he was doing. So I made eye contact with him him several times. I wanted him to know that I was aware that he was there. I was watching him, but he still kept getting closer. And I was trying to figure out if he was looking at my kids or what he was doing. And finally, I figured out he was looking at me, but not me specifically. He was looking at my backpack, which was on the ground by my feet. And I was sitting on the edge of the table. Um, he just kept getting closer until he really couldn't get any closer without it being weird and awkward. So he was sitting right as near us as he could without it looking weird. But he was, he had his eye on my backpack, but my husband was sitting right across from me. And I think he was waiting for my husband to be distracted. And he thought he could probably grab my bag and take off with it. But as soon as I realized that, I just picked up my backpack and put it up on my lap in between me and the table. And he moved on pretty quickly after that. So that was the only time that I really felt like I didn't feel unsafe, but I felt like someone was going to steal something from me. If, if he had had the opportunity, he for sure probably would have. So that was the only time. Um, they do have this thing called load shedding where they turn off power at certain times during the day. So that was interesting that, I mean, that doesn't happen where we live. Uh, so there'd be times in the middle of the night that the power was off for hours and there'd be times Sometimes it's right at dinner time or sometimes it's at breakfast time. I guess they have an app that you can check and see when your power is going to be off and they just turn off the power to conserve it so that other places can use it. I don't know. Uh, my parents had a generator, so it didn't really affect us that much, but I felt bad for um, the people because it was cold there sometimes at night and the power would be out. And I thought, man, I bet it gets really chilly for those people in the middle of the night when you're trying to stay warm and your power is out. I'm trying to think of anything else. It was an amazing experience. I'm really thankful that we got to go and I would love to go back. I don't think we probably will. We'll just have to wait patiently for my parents to get home, but it was really great to see them. An amazing experience and I'm really just thankful that we got to go and experience it all and it was wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening. I know that wasn't Disney related, so... If you hung on through my whole South Africa trip, that's impressive. <laughs> Hopefully it was entertaining. Um, I have some exciting news tomorrow. Tomorrow? I don't know. Sometime this week I am coming out with an awesome thing that I think is going to be so helpful for lots of people. I have a daily itinerary for Disneyland that is going to be coming out that will help you save time in line avoid long lines. I mean, don't save time in line. You know what I mean? Avoid long lines and kind of it's, it's a schedule to walk you through your day at Disneyland and at California Adventure so that you can hit rides in an order that will help you avoid the long lines and you can check things off as you go along. So it's a free printable that is going to be on my website probably starting tomorrow if all goes well. So you can check that out. You can print it out and I'm going to be updating it every month because things change um, there's sometimes that I'm like, yeah, you should do the rides in this order to save time. And then there's other times, 
other months where things are busier and it doesn't make sense to do it that way so you got to do it a different way if you want to maximize your time so I obsess over wait times at Disneyland all the time and it pays off because then I can tell you which rides to ride when to avoid the long lines and not bounce all over the parks I don't think it makes sense to hit Big Thunder Mountain and then Space Mountain and then go back to Splash Mountain that's just too much walking so I've got it in a great order I think it's going to be helpful. I think you're going to like it. And I'm excited to get that out and in your hands. I think it's going to be great. So keep an eye out for that. I'll be putting it on my social media. It'll also be up on my blog. So I'll put a link to my blog in the show notes and also all of my social media. So you can check that out. And I think that's it. This weekend, we are heading up to a family reunion up in the mountains. We're going to go be hanging out with my siblings who are excited about that. But that means that I will be on vacation again next week and there will be no podcast. But the week after, I will be at Disneyland and you can bet there will be a podcast as soon as I get home all about my experience being back at the happiest place on earth. I'm so excited about it. Can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So keep an eye on my social media for that. You can follow along. I'm also going to be having a giveaway while I'm there. And don't forget, you can sign up for my newsletter. I give away something every month through that. I just pick somebody off my mailing list and I send them some magic mail. So last month it was a $25 gift card. This month it is the cutest pair of Groot ears. They, it's, I mean, you have to go see it. It's on my social media. They are adorable. Absolutely the best. I think I need a pair myself, but they are so cute. So in honor of Avengers Camp is opening... Um, I'm giving away those ears. They are too cute. So I'll put a link for my newsletter in the show notes. Also, make sure you're signed up for that. If you're signed up already, then you're automatically entered. You don't have to do anything else. If you're signed up for the newsletter, you're entered to win and you will be entered going forward too. So you don't have to worry about it. You're good to go and keep an eye out for that. It's going to be exciting. All right, you guys, you're the best. I truly appreciate you listening hanging on there this long. I know this has been a long podcast, but I truly appreciate it. I would also love it if you could rate the podcast, leave me a comment. That really helps people find me, helps me be able to keep making the podcast. So I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon.